All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. At arm's To the line, Hughes, Jones! Here, like I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow, we should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores. Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, episode 172. 
I think I'm not very yep. confident. Yeah, 172 of the show. Uh, the Canucks Conversation is presented by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Be sure to use the promo code Hockey Season, all one word, capital H, capital S, Hockey Season at ZephyrEpic.com. That'll get you $5 off your order. And free shipping all across Canada from Coquitlam all the way over to Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Interesting Thunder Bay. choice. Interesting yeah. choice today. Never been. How nope. how far east have you gone? My name's Chris Faber. Join me here, David Quadrelli. <laughs> Quads, how far east have you gone in Canada? Toba. That's as it. we call it, as the locals call it. Toba. Okay. Well, you've actually, I guess you've gone farther. I've only been to Saskatchewan. Ah, okay. Which and part of Saskatchewan it. did you go to? Uh, I don't know. I always forget what it's called. It's a small town where, uh, where my mom was born. We went there for my great-grandma's uh, funeral. And um, the first step off the plane, it was like February. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned this on the show, I think, before. The first breath of air I took in Saskatchewan almost knocked me on my ass. Really? It was so cold. And it was like a big, deep breath of, of cold air when I was walking off the plane to walk into the airport. And it it, al- it almost broke me right there. And wow. then the next day, it was like 22 degrees and sunny out. Wow. Not that, a, that's not, not sound, that does not sound that great. No. I mean, it's, it was it was different from what we were doing here in February. It was probably like 18 degrees, yeah. nice sunny day. My, uh, my friend, he's an engineer. And he was, you know, did the UBC engineering program and he did his practicum or whatever it is that they do, like co-op or something. He was doing it in Lloydminster, Saskatchewan. Okay. And Lloydminster, everybody knows this, uh, it's in, it's in Alberta and Saskatchewan, like half of it's in one side or something like that. Um, I say everybody knows this as I'm not that sure about it, but, uh, so my friend's working out at the local Lloydminster, Saskatchewan gym. Okay. And he's just in the gym and there's not a ton of people at the gym. It's like him and like one other person. Like it's like a recreation center. It's not really, it wasn't a big, you know, it's no Trevor Linden club 16 fitness, okay. but it was a gym. He was in the gym and he's like alone. And then this guy walks into the gym decked out in all Washington Capitals gear. This is like 2018, 20 or 2019, I think, or no 2018. And this guy just starts working out next to him and doing this, like these crazy leg workouts. And my friend like looks a little closer. He's like, I think that's Braden Holpe who was fresh off winning a cup when this happened. And then they were watching, uh, they were watching sports center on the TV or my friend was, and then Holpe comes right up next to him and just starts watching with them, makes a comment about like some baseball team, whatever it was. And my friend's like, yeah, totally. He's like, by the way, are you Braden Holtby? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, Lloyd Minster story. Didn't happen and, to me. And uh, a little Canucks tie in there. Yeah. We might even talk a little bit about Braden Holtby at some point. I in this think we should. As well, because, yeah, I know you want to talk goaltenders, and Stefan and I wrote about it this week for Canucks Army. Yeah. Well, he, his is out now. Mine will be out, I guess, when people listen to this on Saturday. Uh, the goaltending situation and, and what we're kind of expecting going into next year is – I wonder, like, I want to actually talk about this a little bit more. Let's talk about the expansion draft a little bit and who we think might end up being taken because I've mentioned it a couple times. I wonder if Holtby is the guy just because of the other options. I don't know if you saw the article from The Athletic that they put out, but three different writers gave their opinions on who they thought that was going to be taken. Madison Bowie was who one of them selected, and the other two selected Zach McEwen. I think it's McEwen. It's, it's most likely McEwen. There is potential there. We why, saw. Why would it not be Holtby, though? Because his contract, his contract sucks. One-year deal. Yeah, his contract sucks. For a team like Seattle, they're not going to want to take on real money like that, Chris. Like, Holpe's owed $5.7 million, I believe, in this second year in real dollars. 
an expansion organization is just not going to want to take that on. And if they do, they're going to get an asset from the Canucks to do so. Now, the Canucks are in a good position for this expansion draft. We've been writing about it. Stefan's been writing about it at Canucks Army a lot about teams that they can exploit because of how much leverage they have going to this expansion draft. And they're not really in a position where they need to attach a sixth or, or a fifth or a fourth or whatever it's going to cost to Holtby to make Seattle take them so they don't take precious Madison Bowie or Zach McEwen, right? Yeah. Like, that's not the position the Canucks are in. They're in the opposite position. Like, they shouldn't be... They should come out of this expansion draft. And I know they did in 2017 because they lost Lucas Pisa, and that was addition by subtraction. But they should come out of this expansion draft a better team if you know what I mean, because they should be able to exploit at least one team that's in a similar position. That being said, I don't think we're going to see GMs make the same mistakes that they did in the Vegas one. Like, I don't think we're going to see any Dale Talon level screw ups. I think we're going to see a lot of teams just being like, okay, you can just have the player. Yeah. Just take him. Yeah. Whatever. But that's the other thing that, that I am kind of wondering about is like a lot of people are, are mentioning Mason Appleton's names thrown out there. Vince Dunn's names thrown out there. Eric Cernak's names thrown out there. To me, it's like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, we can just pick up this player for free. They're going to lose him anyways. But if you trade for that player, they're still losing another player again. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing to see what the next level of player is that they're getting lost. And if they just want to, you know, lose that player instead of losing two players and gaining a pick back or whatever you do for the trade, like a lot of these players that everyone thinks that you just be able to get them for cheap or you're going to be able to pick them up because the team doesn't want to lose them for nothing. But to me it's still going to be tough because then they have to give up another player still. Well, you also good teams have a lot of players that they want to protect. Exactly. Not every team's looking like Vancouver where you're going to be, you're kind of choosing between like Gadjevich, McEwen, Lind and Highmore as like your final spot. Like a lot of teams actually have some pretty tough decisions on which forward they want to protect. A lot of teams have nine forwards that they're really happy with and have, you know, four defensemen that they're really happy with or five defensemen that they're really happy with. Like, you know, Carolina hurricanes are an example, right? I mean, it, to me, it's like it's strange to look at it because we have to look at it from the other other markets, the other markets yep. that might actually be trading some of these players that come to Vancouver. Because you look at you look at the Winnipeg Jets, right? Mason Appleton, his name's all over. Everyone thinks they can trade for him because they're going to lose him in the expansion draft. Then you got to look at the next forward that's up there, right? The next forward that they are going to have to lose right after that, and see how important that player is to them. Because it's weird to think that they're going to give up two players to get one pick back when they can just lose the one and keep the other player. Like it, it's all going to depend on how important, not only the seven that they're protecting, but to me, it's like the eighth and ninth guys who they're yeah. not protecting are going to be. Yeah. That's a good perspective. Actually. I've actually never really heard that brought up, but that's a very good point. That is, that is a very good point, but I kind of want to go back to something you said there because we're, we were talking about how the Canucks don't really have many hard decisions to make when it comes to the expansion draft. Matthew Highmore is getting protected. I think like, I think that's, all but done. Like Matthew Highmore is getting protected. And I think Gadjewich and Lind and McEwen are all getting exposed. Yeah, I got some opinions on this. This okay. When they traded Adam Gaudet for for Highmore, yeah, that was a very big step down to me in value. Adam Gaudet had a lot more value if you would have traded him at the trade deadline last course, year. Yeah, probably had more value in the off season. Probably had more value all the way up until that time. But Gaudet didn't. Didn't vibe well after the whole COVID situation with the rest of the Canucks team. And we think, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty pretty it's, allegedly. It's, yeah, it's pretty allegedly. Uh, you know, there, there's a reason he was traded. Um, yeah. And I just think that 
the thing that is going to hurt players like Cole Lind or Jonah Gadjevich. Like to me, Cole Lind's the one you should protect out of that group. Mm. Just, just okay. That being said, like I want to ask you over the next two seasons, right? Who who's giving you more value, Matthew Highmore or Cole Lind? Because I think it, I think it's Matthew Highmore. Like Matthew Highmore scored down the stretch. He he played pretty well down the stretch. All things considered. I think how much top four time or top I, six I get time it. Video. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. But I think, you know, you know, when Matthew Highmore got traded here, we both said we were like, at best, he becomes a Tyler Mott. And I'm sorry, but if you give him another chance to show that he can, that last year wasn't just a flash in the pan toward the end of the year, like you absolutely take that guy in your bottom six. I just, I don't know if that's going to be what happens, but. Uh, like it, it's a tough one. Cause I agree with you. Like, I think it's too early to give up on Cole Lind. Yeah. I think that a lot of people that are giving up on Cole Lind from the games that when he played six games last year yeah. on a team that was ravaged by COVID was yeah. already out of a playoff spot. was really not playing for anything. It didn't get much time in the top six. He got what? Two games playing on Horvat's wing. If that one game for sure. I don't know if he even got a second game in the top six as well. Didn't get time at the end of the year for guys in, that were like Jimmy VC or Travis Boyd or other players playing positions ahead of him. Didn't make a lot of sense to me that we didn't see Colin more. Um, I know there's a lot of positives in Colin's game. There's obviously some things he needs to work on. I think that things that showed up were that he wasn't up to NHL speed in the games that he was there. He was also off for a long time going into that as well. Remember, he broke his nose. He was out for, I think, six weeks in total there. He was in Vancouver after he broke his nose for, you know, that's why he didn't have to have the quarantine because he was there getting work done with the doctors and then had to have all that time off before coming back on the ice to get six games. I liked Colin a lot in his first game. I thought he really came out and showed well. I think he was well, played good defensively. And to me, I, I don't know if you can really judge Colin's career off of the six games that he played in the NHL last year. I think that's way too early. I, I agree. Like, if you're willing to give Ollie Olevi another shot, which it looks like they are, like, I don't know if everybody in the organization is willing to give Ollie Olevi another shot, you've got to do the same for Cole Lynn, right? Like, you haven't seen enough. But that that's an interesting one, because with Gadjevich, have you seen enough? Like, uh, the skating wasn't there, and we knew that going into it, right? First shift or first game gives up a goal, like, gold results directly from him making an error uh, and then he never plays yeah. again like is that is that the Jonah Gadjevich Vancouver Canucks story yeah I just Jonah Gadjevich like for him to have success in the NHL is going to be a fourth line guy who yeah he doesn't have the speed but he's going to be able to go to the net and pl- do the dirty things get into fights like he did in this one game that he played but you also can't just get scored on every time you're on a fourth line sure but right? yeah every time he's on a fourth line he got what seven shifts in that game Totally. I Very bad. You. you know, not every player is going to come in and score in their first game and have excellent job in their first. It just doesn't happen that way. The Canucks have just had so many players come in and have that much success in their very first game or in their first seasons that it's like, you can't write Jonah Gadjevich off after one game of yeah. seeing him skating into NHL competition. I think him getting into NHL competition is huge for him moving forward because it's like, even if like he just saw the, the amount of like what the speed was like at the NHL level, and now he can go into this offseason and see what he needs to work on. I, I can't write that guy off. I would, I think I would, I'd probably protect Highmore over Gadjevich, but I wouldn't protect Highmore over Lind. I think yeah. that there's still a lot of scoring potential in Lind. Yeah. I, I Second really round like pick, right? Like late first rounder, basically. Right. Like they I mean, why was he, early. You know, a lot of people expected him in the first round, right? Yeah. And 
to me, you saw what Colin did in the HL this year. He lit it up scoring. He had a good job. He switched positions to playing center. I, I think it's way too early to give up on him. But then at the same time, are you protecting a player who might be starting in the AHL next year? Because then it's like, that's that doesn't look good either. And if Highmore is available, is Highmore that much more of a better option than Zach McEwen? Yeah, I think so. To get to pick up? That's interesting, though. No, you know he's what? Ma- You're making cheap. me think He's now. very cheap next year. Yeah, he is. That contract's very nice. Which well, is, so is McEwen, too. Yeah. Mm, that's really interesting because... Yeah, like I think Highmore has a better chance of sticking in an NHL lineup than McEwen does, even if Probably. just for his hustle level and Probably, his defensive Probably, but McEwen ability. has a role that he can play too. Yeah, but it's a diminishing role, right? Like nobody. But it's not like that's all he does. He can. No, skate, you're right. You're right. And he was one of the highest, po- but highest can skate possession better. numbers. Yeah, Highmore can, can skate. skate better. Yeah, but McEwen's possession numbers were pretty good. Definitely had a drop back last year. You look at what he did two years ago, and he was yeah. very lucky. He, I believe, his on ice save percentage was nine fifty one. Yeah. So like he, he, his defensive game was bailed out a lot by good goaltending. This past year, obviously, took a step back. Played in the thirty four games this year wasn't as great. Took a took a big step back offensively, which was unfortunate because I think that's what. When McEwen came in that first year where he was actually playing significant games for the Canucks, like he was scoring. He was putting up goals. I think he had five goals that year, four goals yeah. in, uh, two years ago in the 2019-20 season. And a lot of people saw the potential for him to be able to contribute some offense while also being the guy who could drop the gloves and stick up for a Niels Huglander when a guy's pushing around a Niels Huglander and is so much bigger than him. I mean, that's a role that I like. I like that McEwen can skate. I like that McEwen has some offensive ability. And like... If they were to lose McEwen, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but to me it'd be nice to be able to keep a guy like McEwen around just to see if he can groom back in to some of that offense. Like He's not just a fourth-line, drop-the-gloves type of player. He's the type of player who can give you a little bit of offense in the fourth line if he finds the right spot. Put up really good numbers alongside Tyler Mott last year and put up really strong numbers alongside Antoine Roussel last year when he was on lines with those guys. When he played with Travis Boyd and he played with Jimmy Vc, his two most consistent line mates last year, Bad, horrible numbers with those guys. But, man, when he was with Tyler Mott, I think it was about 60% Corsi percentage with Mott and something like 55% playing with Roussel. Not as many minutes, obviously, because they weren't his most consistent guy, and he only played 34 games, and he only averages eight to nine minutes a night. But to me, there's still there's still a little bit of him to develop into something, and I think that his skating's well enough that he can skate in the NHL. He has that physicality that he can bring. And honestly, like him going down the wing and actually taking shots on net – is a really good thing for your fourth line. You don't get that from a lot of fourth line guys, especially on the Canucks in the past couple of years. McEwen's going to actually drive the puck to the net because he has offensive instincts. Some of these guys that have been playing on the Canucks fourth line and third lines in the past couple of years, zero offensive instincts. They don't know how to continue on a play. So if McEwen can actually just generate a little bit of offense in a fourth line role, I, I like McEwen coming in next year as a 13th forward a lot. Yeah, I... That's interesting because there's so many so many options it feels like and it's like who's going to stick out of camp and I think that's what it's really going to come down to like in a perfect world yeah I agree with you Zach McCune comes in he shows he should be the 13th forward but also you know what if they decide to bring back you know well Highmore's coming back obviously but what if they bring back like um you know Jimmy VC who knows I, I I don't think he's coming back but if they do load up again and they they want there to be healthy competition at camp. I don't know. Is McEwen like I think McEwen's played his last AHL game, but I'm also not sure if he's played his last game as a Canuck. That's the other thing is, I, for me, I think that's a player Seattle looks long and hard at. 
But I think if it's between Lind or McEwen for Seattle to take, I think you take Lind just because there's still more potential there. Yeah, I mean, a couple years younger, right? Like McEwen's still, McEwen's yeah. not 28. You know, he's he's still in his mid-20s. He's pretty young. So to see that he's evolved like that. And I think a lot of the knock on Lind is how, oh, he spent all this time in the AHL. He's not been able to develop into an NHL player. But like at the same time, on the other side of it, Everyone's always saying no one develops in the AHL for the Vancouver Canucks. And a lot of them went straight to the NHL, right? A lot of them have had little conditioning stints in the AHL and gone right to the NHL. You know, they don't need the time in the AHL. The fact that Lind has been able to develop every year and show massive improvements from year to year, that's the thing that worries me is like, what if he does another big improvement this offseason? Because the yeah. next big improvement that, that Cole Lind makes makes him into an NHL player. And it's to me, it's way too early to still give up on him. And I, I, I've heard the narrative out there that you know they're fine losing Lind. I, I would personally rather have Lind protected than Highmore to me, because because I the only thing and the reason they won't do it is because they traded for Highmore. Like they, you know, they have to protect the asset that Jim Benning went out and traded for. He's gonna protect Highmore one hundred. Well, Highmore's gonna play in the NHL lineup for sure next That's year. That's true. Right, that's the other part of it. Is he's a, he's an objectively better player right now. Like you asked me, who's going to play more games in the next two years? Who's going to make? Who's going to score more goals in the next five? Though, mm, probably Highmore. Pro- well, I mean, potentially. I think we should make a bet. I think this is a good time. For yeah, that. this is a good. This is a good five year bet. I would take Lind in this. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take Highmore. Okay, put ten bucks on it. Sure. What's that going to look like in? in uh, we have a lot of open years. bets. I've realized. I don't that remember. We've any forgotten of them. about. Yeah. Oh, probably. We, we should. Just, I mean, we have all this room in here in the studio. We should be writing this down somewhere. Yeah. We have. Uh, we've. We have a ten-year bet. You have an Askarov bet, right? Yeah. We have an. Yes, we do. We have an. Yeah. yeah. We have an Askarov bet. We have a. Yeah. About the Blonquist bet as well. I basically just told you that Blonquist is going to have a longer career in the NHL. You know what? Have you heard uh, when Dollywall goes on? Um, when Dollywall goes on to Karrison Price and Wadden's always pressing the ding, the bingo. No. You've never heard this every time he says one of his sayings. I need I need the ding for every time you say Blumquist. <laughs> yes. Which is, fair. you know, we're, we're, whatever we are into this episode, you've already mentioned him. Yeah. Is, should we just jump to the poll question? I mean, yeah, we, we can get to the poll question. We'll, we'll talk some prospects on the other side. We don't have an interview this week. No interview. But we, uh, we are going to set up some... Some interviews in the future. Got some stuff coming. Got yeah. some. Got a big announcement on uh, Monday, which will be fun. Yes. Not going to say anything, but uh, that'll be fun. And let's, uh, uh, let's get to the poll to question, though. Let's uh, let's read some responses too. We well, you pull that up. Time for me to plug the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Canucks Convo. I guess I can say it on the show now. We're pretty close. I'm moving out for the first time. Pretty excited. Faber's driving my U-Haul. Uh, we have been updating folks on the Patreon for the past two, three weeks. Uh, about the whole process and everything because I'm moving out for the first time. And I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Getting an air fryer, very excited for that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, yeah, the next time we record an episode, I'll be in the new apartment. Yeah, we'll have to we'll wrap it up. We'll see how that day goes because moving is an interesting. It can go good, it can go bad, but you can't have that much stuff at your age. No, I don't. This is the first time you're moving out of the parents' house. I mean, yeah. you've got a lot... I also can't have a lot. I also bought a lot of stuff that's in boxes. Which so. is, yeah, that's going to be nice to move to. Yeah. Exactly. You've built, I've seen you build some stuff here. I did build some stuff, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll put it together. You had to buy a toolbox, too, I guess. I bought a toolbox. There you go. Well, look at you becoming an adult right in front of my eyes. Let's get to the uh, our Your Business Here poll question. Put this one out where on the golf course, which maybe we'll touch on before the break here. Uh, which player scores more for the Canucks next season? Pod Colson, 
Mott or I'm angry. I'm angry. You got a good response from uh, from Adam Tate. What do you say? He said, well, he's a Patreon supporter as well. Yeah. Adam Tate said, I had to vote I'm angry because I was happy you remembered to include it this week. It was a weird reason to vote for it, but I stand for it. Stand by it. What are the results looking like right now? A lot of people picking Pod Colson. 74% of people currently, this is at uh, 2.17 p.m. on a Friday, 74% saying Pod Colson, 9% saying Mott, 17% of people. I feel like that's what it's always going to be for I'm angry. There's always going to be the 17% of people that are just angry in the end. Fair. Uh, we got Sangebot on uh, on Twitter, at Sangebot. Uh, I'll say Pods gets 18 goals and Mott gets 10. A little bit, little bit uh, bold. on the I like high it, end. Though. It's bold, yeah. but like, I think that's what's going to be... I think that's what's going to surprise people is Pod Colson is going to score some goals. Like a lot yeah. of people are like expecting him to not do anything coming out of the KHL. He didn't score a lot of goals in the KHL. He ripped it up in the playoffs. Obviously everyone's aware of that, but you see what he did in the regular season. And it's like, you know, he just didn't score a lot of goals. He doesn't look like a guy who's going to put up double digit goals in the NHL, but it's to me, like I've said it a lot. It's in a similar thing to Huglander where you put one of these players that's this talented into a better position, playing with NHL players and teammates and NHL line mates, it's going to make a massive difference to what their output is because that's what I think was holding them back in the KHL. Yeah. Well, you know that because you watch the games and you look at the ice time, but the Hockey DB Twitter scouts that tweet at you and I all season, mostly you, tweeting at you all season being like, well, he hasn't scored, Chris. Oh, don't get me started on freaking basketball, basketball Phil. Phil. Listen, me and basketball Phil hate each other. <laughs> but we we stand together on Arby's. That's yes, what we stand. You guys do talk on. about Arby's quite a bit. We do. We're, Basketball, Phil. We put our nemesis aside to to talk Arby's. Uh, next one from uh, from Vchap nine 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 nine. He says to Foley. For what? What are we talking about? For the poll question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, that's very fair. Probably. How Wasn't many goals do you think to Foley gets next year in an eighty-two Scott, game season? I'm sorry, I just have to cut you off. To Foley has thirty-three goals as a hab or 35 or something. And he's played like 50, 59 games or something like that. Like that's ridiculous production, man. That's, yeah. that's insane. Um, but yeah, if only there were two podcasters that were banging the drum for, uh, him to get re-signed and we're talking about, uh, how he was a good acquisition at the time of the acquisition too. We, yeah. were, we were saying this is a great thing for the Canucks. Came hey, back let's- to bite them. Since we're talking Canadians here, before we get to the break, Alex Burroughs. Yes, Go hopefully ahead. we we hope so. We hope Dom Ducharme is actually healthy. Uh, he has tested positive. Montreal Canadiens head coach Dom Ducharme has tested positive for COVID. Will be out at least ten days, I think. TSN's Darren Dreger reports. Alex Burroughs ran the morning skate practice today, and Dom wasn't there. Dom Ducharme was not there, and it was all Burroughs running it. That makes me think that if Ducharme's gone, and you know this will be dated because by the time people listen to this, they'll see who was the coach yeah. on the bench for the game. But that makes me think it's going to be Burroughs. I think Burroughs is going to be the head coach, and man, like that—that'd be cool to see uh, see Alex Burroughs win a cup. That'd be cool. So go Habs. Yeah, and like you Canada's team. You mentioned at lunch, uh, which we'll get to in a second as well. We'll talk. We'll talk about our golf game and our lunch after this. But you mentioned it. You know, 10 days, right? That's how long Ducharme's going to be out. Like, and he obviously has test positive for it. That's the series. That's that's the rest of the series now, right? With yeah. with five games remaining into it. I mean, that's 
That's a lot to be thrown on to Alex Burroughs' play, who's never been a head coach. Yeah, and Ducharme's a good coach, man. Oh, yeah, he's worked he's worked wonders with that Montreal team. And, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of a lot of cool things that you've kind of, you were talking about on the golf course a little bit, was like, you know, Montreal is a team that we want to root for, like big time. Carey right? Price, I mean, man. To, to see Carey Price get a Stanley Cup, to see Toffoli get a Stanley Cup, to see Alex Burroughs get a Stanley Cup. The connections to Vancouver and BC are, are pretty incredible, and I think that that's why we're cheering for it as well. And to see them, you know, the, they're the underdog, right? You got to, I think, when you like when you're picking these teams and you look who's left, nobody wants to see Vegas win. No, nobody wants to see Vegas win. I mean, Vegas hasn't felt pain yet. They can't, they don't deserve a Stanley. Did Cup. you see that close up that they did in the broadcast of that fan, that Vegas fan that was just like, oh, and he, like he has hands on his head and he looked like. Looked like he'd been suffering for years, Ugh. and it's like, oh my gosh, like you do not know what pain is. No, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's too bad for him that one game, but that's not pain. No, that is <laughs> not. Know, that is know, not pain. Pain, pain hurts for a long time. That that was pain just little, is Mark Messier. Yes, pain is. You know, you could go on a lot of things here. This would be like yeah. a, be like a slam poetry. Oh man, performance just saying what pain is for to fully. That'd be one of our poems. That could be one. That would be that would be a recent one for sure. Yeah, I mean. I'm rooting for them. I think they're they're quite the underdogs out of the four teams remaining. Really, I mean, Islanders are, are probably an underdog as well. Looking at what they're going up against with with the Lightning, and you know, I actually like I I don't mind rooting for the Lightning. I think what they've done with the cap, a lot of people are mad about it. If they're able to do it, you know, all for it. I know that you know. If I think it, what's the saying? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. They technically weren't cheating. They're under the. They've been able to go also, through. Also, if you take away every other team's best player and put them on LTIR for the full year, which they did with Kucherov. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if the Canucks were like, yeah, to make the playoffs, we're going to put Pedersen on LTIR. Like they're not built for that, but no. the lightning are big, are deep and they're built for that. So Can you imagine if Kucherov wins con Smythe too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It'd be a miracle. Be? Yeah. It's it possible rem- too. Reminds me of that gif of the WWE guy in a wheelchair with his leg out. And then he throws off the blanket and he just stands up and he's fine. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of, like going back a little bit, have you ever performed or like watched slam poetry get performed? I'm pretty sure the only one I've seen is the one in, is it 21 jumps? I was just about to say that's the only slam poetry I know yeah, of as well, which is why I, I said to Foley. Cause that's yeah. what Jonah Hill does in that movie. Yeah. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. Did you like the sequel? 22 jump street? Yeah. 22 was good too. Do you know the end credits of that movie? How they did like 23, 24, 25 and yeah. they kept going up. I was I was actually hoping I they were doing they, it. I thought they would make one. Yeah. I thought they would make at least one more. Definitely one of the better sequels. Channing Tatum like still acts, comedy. right? Sorry? Just Channing Channing Tatum, he still acts, right? I think so, yeah. I thought something I think he got like a divorce or something. I, for some reason I remember something happening with Channing Tatum. He still acts, I think. I don't know. I don't know about his divorce or anything. Seth Rogen just wrote a book. Did you see that? No. He all wrote, I see like, with Seth auto- Rogen is he's making vases all, yeah. all day long. Vases, I say. You say vases? Vases. Vases. A vase. Vase. Yeah, I don't think yours is right. New poll question. Vase or vase? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up, golf game. What did I win by? Two strokes today? Two strokes, yep. So I feel like that's kind of like the, the handicap now. Like yeah. I feel like I win by two strokes most times. Yeah, I think there so. There was the one time I blew you out. Yes, my first is, time back in a while. Yeah, first that was my first time back in a while too. I still have not hit a driver in about two years, aside from one time at the range. Yeah, we should go. So to I'm the range. worried about my actual golf game. Mm. My pitch and putt game is fine today. I wasn't that good today though. You played okay. I had one birdie. That's not good on 18. Yeah, I didn't have any. Yeah, we had some bad <laughs> shots today. We did. 
It's not great. But then lunch, lunch cleaned it up. And we'll get into this, I guess, with Squish here too before we close out. Uh, before we head to our ads here, we went to the Parallel 49 Kitchen again, Quads. Very good. And you had, had the, poutine, the poutine again. Had the poutine again. Fantastic. Green peppers, the best. And I had the I had the spicy chicken sandwich, which comes with jalapenos on top. But today I mixed it up because they were they were too much for me last time. Like I I don't know. I'm a little bit of a wimp when it comes to the spicy. I get the spicy chicken sandwich, but I don't need the extra spice from the jalapenos. So mm-hmm. I went with uh, went with the pickled cucumbers, which are just pickles, I guess. Right? Hmm. Right? Wasn't it just pickles you got? No, it said pickled cucumbers, which is a pickle. Right? I don't know. Pickled cucumbers. Like if you were to get raisins, you wouldn't Aren't call them pickles dried just grapes. Just like old cucumbers. Well, pickles are cucumbers put in pickled. What? Right. Like you put them in the jar with the vinegar and some dill, and that, and then cucumbers turn into pickles. Right? Am I crazy? No, I think yeah, they, they can't just be old cucumbers. Well, they are cucumbers. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. I thought if you just like let then it cook- again, like <laughs> pickles are like you never see. Okay, if we're right, if pickles are just cucumbers, right? That's what they are. Yeah. Okay, then why don't we ever see pickles that are like a foot long? Because a lot of cucumbers, the... they can't shrink that much. No? No, because we've pickled uh, cucumbers right. at our house before, and they were little ones. But why don't, why why isn't one company making a jar that's like a foot long with these massive pickles in it then? I never see the long ones. Would you ever need a pickle of that size? I mean, just if if I saw it on a you know in an aisle at a superstore or a Walmart, I would have to buy it though. Well, yeah, it's for ridiculous. a novelty item, totally. But it's not practical. Well, I mean, it's maybe it is if you're making a charcuterie board and you just want to cut up one pickle. Well, you don't have to I reach suppose. into the jar twice to get two pickles. You just reach in once. Of having to do that. Well, I mean, yeah, first world problems right there. Yeah, no kidding. I just. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I no. I think I'm right about cucumbers turning into pickles. Yes. I know that. Yes. But I would like to see the mega ones. I would like to see a mega pickle. Mega pickle. Make it happen. Anyways, it was we'll, good. We'll talk to our overlords <laughs> at Tyson Foods and uh, get started on. It that. was uh, excellent dinner or lunch once again yes. at Parallel. It, no, it was nice today. It was a little breeze going in. There. Oh <sighs> it man, was so last hot. Last time was thirty, about thirty degrees. Oh, I was gassed after that. I was that. sweating. Yeah. I was so done. Having a little bit of wind was nice today. And uh, and the golf course got me over 6,000 steps today. Very good. The first time I've done that in a long time. I haven't checked my steps yet. During quarantine, you know, sometimes I have it too. If I'm around the house and I'm riding all day, I'll do. I'll have days where I'm doing like 600 steps. Wow. It's bad. That is that Like is I'm sitting low. on the computer and I'm writing. I'll be in there for, you know, I'll be working 10 hours long writing and stuff. But uh, before we cut to break... We'll do a quick little uh, quick little shout out for our friends over at Squish. I talked about it on the last show. Squish is, you know, people have been out there. They've been trying it, but nobody's tried the lemonade. I haven't seen someone send a tweet of them trying the lemonade yet. I think the lemonade's better. I need to try the lemonade. I thought I had the lemonade. You did. You keep thinking you had lemon. You had the original lemonade. Okay, that was really good. I like yes. that. Okay. Yes, that was, that was the one that I haven't tried yet was the original lemonade. But I've tried, I like the passion fruit. Passion fruit's got some flavor. But pineapple's still my favorite. Pineapple lemonade is delicious. If you guys can find the Squish variety packs for the lemonade, they're out there in the BC liquor stores. You got to do some digging. They look a little different. You can follow Squish on Instagram as well. Check them out there. Uh, but BC liquor stores, that's where you can find it. Go out there and try some Squish. It's the drink for the summer. It's the perfect one. But what you, what you got to do is you got to make them as cold as possible. They're good right out of a cooler. You got to get them in the ice cooler. You got to get them in the fridge and turn. You go into your fridge. You go in the very back. You reach your arm in there and you turn it and you crank it up to as cold as possible. 
Hmm. You let it, you do that, do a couple hours in there, boom, come out, they're fresh, they're so cold. But to me, best way to do them, cooler. Put them in the cooler, get some ice all over them, bring them to the beach. That's the way to have squish. Good to know. All right, let's send to, send to the rest of our uh, commercials here, and we'll see you guys on the other side. All right. You guys all know about Parallel 49 Beer from our commercials here on the show, and now we have a new announcement. Hello, Peach Bod. That's right. It's not all about the Beach Bod this summer. It's all about the Peach Bod this summer. This one's an interesting one, folks. A sparkling peach ale. So you're getting a beer with peach flavor on it, but it's also high in carbonation. It's definitely a different one, and I highly recommend going out there and giving it a try if you're into a peach-flavored beer. And that's something you know I'm pretty damn into. i got to get out and try it myself pretty soon here. I will report back on the show about this. Uh, so go out there and try the Peach Bod for yourself from Parallel 49 Beer. Check them out on Instagram, at Parallel 49, as in the numbers, and then beer, that's Parallel 49 Beer. And be sure to check out their website for more information about how you can get beer through Uber Eats. That's right, through those food delivery apps. Uber Eats, you can get your delivery from Parallel 49 Beer. Be sure to check out their website, Parallel49Brewing.com. That's Parallel, the numbers 49Brewing.com. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. And a big thank you to our sponsors as well. Uh, we don't have an interview this week, but um, I think we're going to dive into a little bit of prospect talk. But first, Quads, you want to get to something just because you just heard about Ducharme. Yes, NHL Public Relations tweeting out right now a statement on the COVID-19 test results for the Montreal Canadiens. We were talking about this a little earlier. Not sure if anybody else could have been infected. Right now, they're saying that Ducharme is the only... Yeah, so he's been partially vaccinated with his second shot that was administered less than two weeks ago. Um, so he had to be isolated from the team. Uh, but, you know, we do know that your chance of transmitting it goes down if you have if you have the vaccine. So, right. Good. Yeah, I mean, before that, everyone would be worried about every close contact exactly. being yeah. in very big trouble. with. And there's contract. still a chance, but yeah. the NHL is tweeting that yesterday's tests and today's tests, which they've obviously... Uh, paid to get rapid, like to get the results rushed and figured out, uh, have all come back uniformly negative, good. Uh, they good said. So yeah, I'm going to continue to monitor the that situation, really but hopefully was, like, it's nobody else. This is the first time they've gone to the United States for a Canadian team. Yeah, right? it is. And it's too bad that this has happened. So uh, yeah, wishing him the best to get, hopefully his symptoms aren't too bad. Hopefully the hopefully the vaccine helps with the symptoms, right? I mean, that's part of the vaccine as yeah. well. He's got one. Um, getting it down and you know we're both a go- we're both pretty soon to get our second shot so we're I know we're both excited yeah. for that uh maybe some international travels well, I'm working on my passport right now oh okay don't have a passport through covid that's so that's right got to yeah. get the going to get the 10 year one that's going to be nice to have for a while i wonder i don't even know how long mine is i'm wearing a green v-neck in my passport photo and i have like mad bangs i had a bowl cut i think oh, i was man. 14 or 15 that picture's got to get out somehow yeah Okay. Anyways, let's get into some prospects here uh, before we close out the episode. Not going to be a very long episode this week. Not a lot of Canucks news, really. No. You know, not but- a lot going on around the Canucks world. We're we're still just kind of on, you know, 
on pins and needles here, like waiting for some some episodes to drop, maybe you know some emergency ones if things start to come to fruition here. But there's there's not much really in the next little bit, and I guess we can mention it now. We are going to take a week off. Yeah, we're going to take one week off, which we weren't really planning on doing, but I think it'll be good. So gear up for the expansion draft. Yes. We have a lot. Like okay, here's here's what's going to happen. The week after next week, we're going to take the Wednesday and the Saturday off. There's yeah, not so going to be any episodes. But for then clearance, next week, we are still doing a midweek episode, yes. which will come out on Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. And we're still going to do a regular one for Saturday. But then we're going to take a break. Yeah. And come back hot with episode 175. Oh, man. Okay. And then so when that happens, we have expansion draft, free agency, and the NHL draft. Though That is going to be... Like, we're going to have to do multiple episodes for each of those things, probably, right? And maybe some emergency episodes. Maybe some trades are made. And that kind of brings me into a topic I want to talk about again. We touched on it last week. Sam Reinhart. Oh, we touched on the midweek episode, rather. Sorry. Talked about Sam Reinhart. And everybody's talking about, oh, moving the ninth pick for Sam Reinhart. You know who would be really nice to have right now? Tyler Toffoli. Could have had him for free. Cheaper. Okay? And yeah. I'm sorry. But if you're somebody that was like, no, they don't need to fully, he's going to hold back Hoglander or Pod Colton, don't now be like, oh, well, they need to target Sam Reinhardt because now you're just contradicting yourself. And I, I get it. I'm not, I don't like to call people out like this, but I've seen it from a few different people. And just, it's, it's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. If you're going to, if you're going to go to those great lengths say stuff like that and be like even when Pearson got signed I said the same thing I'm like weird how all the people who were telling me that Toffoli can't stick around because he'd hold back the spot for the prospects and keep the prospects down are now have no problem with Pearson getting extended it's just come on start doing stuff in better faith yeah no I I agree with that I mean yeah it would be it would be great to have Toffoli just imagine imagine moving the ninth pick the ninth overall pick when Mm -hmm. you have no prospects left it's only goalies in the prospect pipeline. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, why is there no prospects in the pipeline right now? Because they didn't have a first or a second round pick. Last exactly. Year. So you now you're going to trade again? that. You're going to trade that because oh, and fill fill the hole that could be filled as well, or maybe even better by Tyler Toffoli. That's what you're paying for, and you're going to have to extend this guy. Oh, just man, There's better I even, options, man. In UFA, there is. you wait till next year when you yep. actually have some money. You want to go out and go and get a guy for UFA? Do it that way. Or you don't even, need to trade a first round pick when you have no prospects coming up through your pipeline. We've said it before. Whoever they draft here immediately becomes their best prospect. Yep. Whoever they draft that ninth overall pick immediately is number one on every single person's list for them, and the second round pick probably becomes number two. He probably jumps Mikey DiPietro and becomes number two. He probably jumps Cole Lynn and becomes number two. Because who else is going to be in the prospect pipeline? It's Cole Lind, it's Mikey DiPietro, it's Jonah Gadjevich, it's Aiden McDonough, who yeah. is coming on the show very soon, by the way. Yeah, exciting. I got some stuff on him, too, to report as well. Go ahead. Do we want to get into prospects, or you want to Let's finish your thought on here? Uh, I mean, my thought is just me. It's the I'm angry option on our polls, because it's just, you know, they shouldn't even be in this position where they have to go out and even... We shouldn't even be talking about this. Like, that's, that's the part that's... There's no, it didn't have to be like this. It did not have to be like this. You did not have to all of a sudden be in a position where you're like, wow, do we need Sam Reinhardt? Do we need to overpay for this guy? You could have had to fully for cheaper. And they, they didn't. They didn't get it done. I think the problem is a lot of people want to see the Canucks just make the playoffs, right? And yeah. this is a move that helps you make the playoffs. 
that's not what that's not what I want to see. I don't want to see them just make the playoffs. Like you need to set yourself up for the the biggest window possible of not just making the playoffs. Because right now the Canucks are in a window where they can make the playoffs. Last year, heck, they were in a playoffs. They were in a window where they could make the playoffs. You know, they're kind of always in the window of possibly making the playoffs. You aren't always in the window of winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's just simple team construction there. And to me, you're losing value of your overall team worth if you're going out and you're trading your prospects right now with this team the way that they're at because you some like there's teams that just make their window fly wide open and there's teams that have to pry it open and it feels like if you're going out there and you're trading for Reinhardt you're trying to pry open the window and before it's ready to go you're opening up the window in January when you really need to start opening up in April we need to open up right now it's getting a little warm in here in the studio be 100% honest but that's like that's the thing. You, it's a it's a lot easier to just do it the natural way and let your team come to that point in its own development. And unfortunately, Benning's put them in a spot where the seven years that he's been working hasn't gotten them there. But it's not far away now. Like it is only one or two years away when you start to see some of the money come out the books and really get another swing at free agency is what you're going to get in the year in the 2022 off season. You're going to get another swing in free agency, and you sure as hell hope that it's not going to be like it was a couple of years ago when you're going out and you're signing the Beagles and Roussels and Erickson's Myers, like it needs to be better. It needs to 100% be better. And I really hope that it's going to be different than what it was in the free agency of the past, because those players aren't it. Those players aren't, aren't the ones that are going to help you get to the Stanley cup. Those players are the ones that maybe help you get into the playoffs or maybe help your young guys learn how to come to the NHL, but that's not what you need in, in next off season, next off season. You need to start really making yourself into a team that's, competitive not for a playoff spot but competitive to be one of the better teams in the league one of the better teams that can make a run in the western conference and yeah like it's not this isn't the off season for it this really isn't the off season to go for it it's not to me i mean there's going to be other rfas that are potentially able to trade for next year you know the off season of 22 you want to go you want to go huge you want to go massive what what is a genny malkin potentially coming to your team at oh, at 30 36 years old you yeah. know like players like that, Malkin can still play. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, he ain't what he used to be, but you could still play. You want to go for a big free agent? There's a lot of them coming off the books in the 2022 off season. I wrote about three of them the other day. There's these are the ones you can just wait for and not and have to give up anything. For. Even those, even those ones right now, you can trade. You can do exactly what you're doing with Reinhardt. What they're what, what people are talking about them doing with Reinhardt, of course, is trading for and then signing him to an extension. You could do that with any of those guys you mentioned. Ricard Raquel. Raquel's a great example. Yeah, exactly. Like, the guy dropped off in the past two years. Pro- like, man, if like his first couple years of that contract that he signed, he scores 30 goals. He's making $3 million, $3.6 million. Ridiculous. He's scoring 30 goals. So he's going to want to get paid. But his last three years, he's dropped off. If he drops off again next year in Anaheim. Trade him while his value is low. Right, trade like you could pick him up while his value's low, and then if he finds a fit in Vancouver, you sign him then. But I also think Anaheim doesn't really want to let him go in his. No, he's low. he's played the most minutes out of every forward there in Anaheim. I yeah. don't think they want to let him go. But look at their prospect pool. If they're maybe not a deadline pickup, but maybe a t- I, Tyler Foley to the other degree too. If they want to go get Anaheim's in the mix for Eichel, if they're getting Eichel, yeah. they want Raquel playing on his wing. Yes, so tough one. But Max Domi's the other option as Man. well. How much does it complicate things in the Pacific if Anaheim or LA goes out and gets Eichel this offseason? It really 
pushes what these teams who have a lot of prospects can do. Because we were already talking, and we were saying LA is probably not a threat next year. They will be in two years. You know, they got Byfield. They've got all these prospects coming up. Anaheim's not a threat next year. And we were looking at it, we said, maybe the Canucks can make the playoffs. In the Did you see the tweet I had about Anaheim the other day when no. I was looking at this for Kel stuff? Their leading scorer had 33 points last yes. year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's tough. And I thought the Canucks were bad watching them last year. Imagine going, imagine covering hockey in Anaheim last year. Oh, brutal. Oh, man. But that's makes the thing, me, Makes right? me appreciate what I got here in Vancouver, you know? Yeah, very fair. But that's the other thing, right, is we, um, you know, we talk about these teams in the Pacific. Looked like the Canucks maybe can make the playoffs. Maybe still they can. But if one of these teams goes and get Eichel, gets Eichel, Man, that, that complicates things a lot. Like that really, you, you have to restructure your entire thought process of the Pacific division. If one of these teams get Eichel, like he's a game changer, right? And does it make you think that the Canucks need to accelerate? If, if someone in your division gets Eichel, do you think that needs to Because I think the Canucks in two years are better than any of those teams with Eichel. And I know I sound like a fanboy saying that, but I would take Elias Patterson over Jack Eichel. I'll come out and say that. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, yeah, I get the injury stuff is a little troubling, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Elias Patterson's more of an impact player than Jack Eichel is. Yeah, man, I just, I've seen some of the wins against replacement for Eichel. He is incredible defensively. Yeah, he is. But so is Patterson. Really good offensively too. So is Patterson. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of. Patterson. I think the potential's still higher. Yeah, younger, done. Yeah, better things at the yeah, age exactly. that he played in. Um, yeah, I don't. Now people are. I've seen people out there floating the idea that you got to trade Patterson plus to get Eichel. It's like, uh, you know, you know they you probably do. do. If if you have probably to, right yeah, now, yeah, probably you do. But it's not a trade. I think the Canucks want to make. I don't think anybody wants them to make that no. trade. But they probably would have to give up more than Patterson. Yeah. All right. Let's get to uh, a little bit of prospect report. Talked to McDonough earlier this morning. He's going to jump on the show with us again here pretty soon. Um, I think a lot of people's a lot of people's fan favorite for interviews. I mean, I don't know how many Aiden's done with us. It's probably near four or five, but we love chatting with him. Uh, great kid. One of the Canucks top five prospects, I think, after next uh, draft is still. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him play his junior season with Northeastern. And announced earlier this week, he's going to be wearing the A for Northeastern as well. He was wow. so excited uh, about that. I was texting him about it at the time. And uh, the other thing he was excited for was, Northeastern is looking like they're going to be back to full fans in the fall. He was talking about a lot of other people in the state, you know, a lot of other arenas being able to have their their full fans for the professional arenas, and he's excited for the same thing as well. Uh, just just quickly, what he said was so excited for next year with everything getting back to normal. You know, he's, he's super excited to be a part of the captain group for Northeastern next year. It's a huge honor to know about some of the players that have done that in the past. Uh, and the group that they have there is is a great leadership course. So for McDonough to move into that spot as a junior player, I know some people were wondering if he was going to sign in the AHL potentially uh, and come out this year. I think with COVID, it definitely made him go back. But these conversations are going to heat up next year with him. You know, when he finishes his year at Northeastern this year coming up, there's going to be a lot of conversations about him going pro after that. I don't know if he's going back for a senior year. You know, I, I think he might be able to guy if he's a guy who goes up and scores at one of the league leaders in the NCAA, like he has the potential to do as with the shot that he has and the, the power play that they're going to be able to put together there at Northeastern. It'll be, it'll be a great conversation to have. And I think well, that's something we'll have to keep up with, with McDonough uh, as the season goes on uh, more awkward pictures of Vasily Pod Colson coming out. Did you see those? Vasily? No, no, I didn't. Oh man. He is the king of that. It's going to be a lot of fun 
uh, with Pod Colson looking awkward pictures. I hope that that's a real trend that picks up. He's got some really funny. I saw a trend. Somebody did, had a thread of it uh, maybe a month ago or so of him. Like, And there's the one of him sitting in the jet looking awkward as hell. This one, he's standing uh, standing at his wedding just looking awkward. But uh, a lot of exciting things, obviously, for that kid coming here. Uh, hopefully soon. I'm I'm curious to when we get the the media availability with him. I I thought it was going to be pretty soon after the World Championships, especially when he left the World Championships to, I guess, go get married. And mm. that was kind of the reason why we didn't get him immediately. And now he's on vacation right now from what I've heard. Uh, so I'm expecting, I'm expecting in the next couple of weeks, we are hopefully going to get a chance to be able to interview Vasily, or not interview, but have our media availability with Vasily Podkolzin. And that's going to be exciting, you know, to actually hear his thoughts about things that Canucks fans have questions about. That's going to be huge. And I kind of expect that, like I said, in the next two weeks or so. So, uh, exciting times, exciting times, quads, we, but not a lot of news going on, man. Not a lot of news, but we've made an episode out of it. We have to talk about Milan Lucic, the oh. video posted him shotgunning two Stellas outside. Not shotgunning. Chugging. Just hammering. Yeah. He absolutely hammered two people. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, really that's what we do with Squish because they're so crushable. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. He was uh, yeah outside of Rogers Arena congratulating his, uh, his former himself. teammates. Himself and his former teammates uh, on the 10-year anniversary of them winning the Stanley Cup. Is he going to get in trouble for that? What do you mean? He's going to get in trouble. On camera, right in public? Because <laughs> we did. <laughs> Did we get in trouble? Well, we tried to film a promotional video oh, that's right. at Rogers Arena one time, and it was an off day, and nobody was there. We thought, and the we had a rep with us, and everything had our rep with us, and the security guard came out and said, "Hey, you can't do this on our property." I was like, oh, "Okay, fine." So we went to like the top of where the Georgia Viaduct is. We were like, "Oh, there's the property line," and we just stepped over it, and you could see Rogers Arena like right <laughs> behind us. Did our promo, and yeah, left. that was. We were also thinking, like, yeah, I guess that's not a good idea because we're just walking around with, like, single cans of alcohol, which, you, yeah. which I don't know if you're allowed to do, right? Yeah. I don't like think you can drink in public. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, we weren't drinking them either, though. No, we that weren't. We thing. were just holding them up and be like, neutral vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Then we went to uh, film some TikToks after that, I think. Yeah, TikToks. Those were fun. But, yeah, Milan Lucic chugging beers outside of Rogers Arena. And you remember, do you remember the incident where he got punched in a nightclub? Yeah. Yeah. And he said after that, he's like, there's no reason for me to defend my city anymore. The people of my city, uh, nobody will ever see me at downtown Vancouver again, except for Rod- at Rogers Arena. And he stayed true to it. Yeah. Rogers Arena. wonder if he sure. ever just like when he was there, if he was just like, you know, I want to go to Taco Fino. I'm going to break my rule. I think he lives out in Tawasson. Does he? Yeah. Huh. He's got a house out in Tawasson I've seen from some people on Reddit. So that might not be 100% true. Mm-hmm. But East Van kid, East Van, Milan Lucic. Maybe he'll go to the street kitchen. Hell of a player over there at, uh, with the giants. You watch what he did in the giants there. Ridiculous. First game of the Memorial cup final, his first shift, he just hammers four guys in like 40 seconds. Yeah. He's a wrecking ball. Yeah. Yeah. He was incredible at the HL level. And now he's not. WHL level. Sorry. WHL, you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap things up there. Uh, Nothing else for you to add, quads. I beat you in golf again today. We both had a good lunch. Not a lot of Canucks news, but I'm happy we got an hour out of it almost here. So uh, for David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber. Actually, quickly before we wrap up, just to to confirm what's going to be going on over the next two weeks, we're going to have a guest, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday's show. We're going to talk some Canucks with him. Uh, Then we're going to have... Another guest, hopefully another prospect as well for the Friday episode. So we got two more episodes coming for you guys in the next week. But then that week after 
is going to be the week off. It's going to be the one week off we take the year. And uh, we promise we'll give it back with some bonus uh, emergency episodes to make up for the week off. But we need a week off from the podcast. There's not a lot of news. We've been stretching some things on this episode a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but we'll wrap things up there. For my co-host, David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber. And thank you very much for tuning into another episode of The Canucks Conversation. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.